Hey, this is Baz Black and you're listening to the Chronicles of Podcast. Be whoever makes you happy, not what makes other people happy. Well, holy ass, boys. Welcome to Way Back Wednesday and the Chronicles of Leo Goldenchild, the wonderful, miraculously beautiful human that hails from Birmingham. We felt that because we've got the Chronicles of Apache Indian this week, from Hansworth in Birmingham, we'd bring you Leo Goldenchild, also from Birmingham, also a musician, a humanitarian, and a true, genuine legend. An absolute hero. And it's nice to see that your man crush on Leo is still there. My man crush will never leave. Never leave. <laughs> Leo, do you remember how many times I told you that interview? I still fucking adore you. I still love you to pieces, you beautiful human. I'm not quite adorable how much you fell in love with that man for that interview. Oh, mate. (laughs) Just, oh, he truly is a golden child. (laughs) We're a week. Let's just end it now. (laughs) (laughs) But no, but to piggyback on what you're just saying, this is the perfect week to release this episode because Apache Indian, yes, from Birmingham, musician, but my God, they are so alike in their views just how they are wonderful human beings. Just, I want to see them to get together and work together because they That'd are be amazing. amazing. Yeah, they give back to the community. They help people, you know, under, uh, underprivileged kids and, you know, they give them a, you know, a, a beautiful start in life, you know, whether it be through music or, you know, through all the mentoring and all the, um, what do you call it? Where they stand at their, um, oh my God, what's the word? Life coaching? Yeah, that, thank you. <laughs> well, it, motivational speaker is what I was thinking of. Hey, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Motivational speaker. Motivational speaker is what I was thinking of. Um, yes, they, you know, they just, they give back to the community and they want to help as many people as physically possible. And it just, so yeah, this was a, a great, great time to release Leo again and bring him to the new channel. Absolutely. Um, in regards to what Leo has been doing since we did this episode, obviously, the world is only just reopening. He's not done a lot. He's done a few shows, which is amazing to see, but nothing coming up that I've seen on his socials. But I do still encourage people to check out his social media because every day, guaranteed, there's either a video or a status, a motivational quote, just something that, you know, it starts your day right. It gets you going. It's a very inspirational week this week on the old TCO Absolutely. Podcast. Absolutely. He played for Celeb FC. That game went, that charity game went ahead. That's the only thing I think that's happened. And like you say, other than playing a few shows here and there, now with the world, it's starting to reopen properly. So, Jamie, any last words? No, just Leo, we said it then, we'll say it now. We love you, you absolute hero. And thank Thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Leo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are the chronicles of Leo Goldenchild. Ladies and gents, today we have a very special guest to us. Today's guest is what I imagine the mould was when they were creating the perfect human being. He's a talented musician, he uses those skills to help kids, is a motivational speaker, a youth worker. He gives back to his community and spreads the most positive of messages. He's built like a bloody house and looks like he could take off my head with a flick. He's quite frankly, perfect. And to top it off, he lives around Birmingham like me and he got a Goldberg reference in a song. So like I said, Perfect. Today, we are sitting down to talk with a man who was suggested to me by a good friend of mine, and I couldn't be any more grateful for it. Here to talk about his amazing career and all the other work, amazing work he does. We welcome to Chronicles the amazing Leo Goodchild. Man, thank you. Thank you. That was 
That was such kind words, man. Hey. I was that for an intro. Eh? That was that was awesome. And I had to bring Goldberg. Goldberg is an absolute legend. <laughs> I mean, he was. I think yeah. now yeah. it's like you need to just, you know, you've had your time. You were phenomenal back in the day. Let's stop now because, you know, you almost killed Undertaker. Uh, so it's just, I haven't seen anything. Of, is, he, is he kind of, yeah. He comes back once a year and you're like, why? Yeah. He really should just stop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was, that song was, we'll get to it. But yeah. I was listening to it earlier today, just like, this is an absolute banger. And then you mentioned, then the, there's a Goldberg reference. And I was like, right, that's going in the playlist. And that's going on. <laughs> Repeat all fucking day, boys. <laughs> but seriously, that, Leo, man, how has the last year been for you, dude? Um, the last year has been, I guess, the perfect storm um, in terms of understanding more about me. And most importantly, meeting new people, much like y- yourselves. Um, I would say that's the best way I could describe it, I guess. Yeah. Did you manage to like teach yourself anything new or learn anything whilst being like Italian or something? <laughs> um, <laughs> The most what have I taught myself? Um, oh, that about I yourself, some, of course. I got some nose clippers. Um, pretty cool. I <laughs> uh, <laughs> use it's like an electric one. It literally just spins round. That was pretty cool. Um, nah, but, um, I, I feel, <laughs> and yeah, but, and, and other stuff as well. But um, I think in a nutshell, have I learned anything? Can, um. I've been working on some new music, um, some really, some really real conscious music where I've kind of um, delved into sides of me that people haven't actually heard before. Ooh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah. Um, my previous music was very, very poppy-ish, ish. So I, now I was like, yeah, I think we're ready for real. The real Leo. Oh, this fills me with intrigue. Strap yourselves in. <laughs> this is going to be a wild ride, boys. <laughs> Buckle up, man. Buckle up. <laughs> so take us back. What was the original plan for your career when you were growing up? Was it a musician? Was it to work with... with try it again. Was it a youth worker or did young master good child want something completely different for himself? Yeah, um... My plan growing up was I was always the kid that would like you'd give me a pink piece of paper and I'd, I would see green or give me a red piece of paper and I'd see orange. So like growing up, I just wanted to to play with WCW wrestlers and not physically. Um, as oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start that again. Let's start that again. <laughs> so <laughs> what I meant to say was. As a kid, I was I was kind of just I didn't really have the the, the interesting thing is I, I didn't have a plan. And when I got to my teens, I didn't have a plan. But one thing I always stood by was getting to know people. I just I just liked being around people and talking to people. Um and with that I, I became a, a young carer from my mum at a very young age. Um and, and the only sort of leverage that I had was was poetry. I really like poetry a lot. Um, and believe it or not, I used to skateboard uh, at, at, when I was in my teens. Um, Lupe Fiasco, I used to have him repeat, POD. And uh, oh. I guess that way I just, I found music. I fell into it. 
That's absolutely That's awesome. Where did the love of music come from then? Was it just, did you just, have you enjoyed like any inspirations or anything like that? Or have you just literally been a part of it? And then all of a sudden, you know what? I really fancy doing this. Um, I would say my mum my was a singer. Um, oh, was she? she? Yeah, man. She was a, a, a really good singer at the time. But I would say probably I was inspired with him by the likes of Linkin Park, P.O.D. Um, they really inspired me to just want to get into into music um but i was these are fairly deep a deep a deep subject now i guess the area that i grew up in i was always scared or reluctant to jump into rock because i always thought black guy doing rock it's not gonna work out people are gonna be like what the hell and i think that's where my insecurities came in when i was at that age yeah is that because it's like oh because you're black you must like rap or grime or hip-hop that sort of thing it's like you know anyone can like anything I've yeah. never understood why it's like, oh, because you're white, you must enjoy, I don't know, fucking pop music, cabbages, <laughs> and fucking wheelbarrows. <laughs> I don't know. It was just, it's just the first thing that came into my head. <laughs> Dude, literally, literally, it's weird because I kind of put the stigma. No one ever gave me that stigma, but I put it on myself, which is mm. weird. Um, and I, for one, can hold my hand up and say, I did put it on myself. Um, and then when I started hanging around with, you know, guys that are into indie, into rock. I'm like, why have I, I've, I've wasted so many years exploring this side of things? <laughs> so, it's pretty deep, I guess, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing. So, yeah. what was it that, so obviously, you know, we touched the start, you, you do rap music as part of your, as your music. What made, what was it that made you decide, like, that's the avenue I want to follow? Um, I guess, when I hit a milestone where my mum had the stroke, um, my sister was in uni, I, I kind of felt like I had no one to talk to, but I was filled with a lot of anger, a lot of upset, um, a lot of confusion, a lot of hurt, I guess. Um, and I remember one time, guys, where I was driving not too far, I think it was the A45, and I remember I cried on, the, on my drive down into town, and I said, like, God or energy universe at the time, this was at the time, I said, if anybody's listening to me, like, give me, I, I need a break. Show me something with my music. I need something to, to, to kind of give me a platform. And I kid you not, I kid you not, within a week, I had a call to say, hey, do you want to support a boy band off X Factor? They're doing quite well. Um, and I went to Shrewsbury and it blew up from there. That's absolutely That's amazing. incredible. That is incredible, yeah. Yeah. Who, um, who was yeah. the band? Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, the, the, the group were called Union J from X Factor. I remember them. I remember yeah. them as well. Yeah, I remember them. They were kind of like a B-Tech like One Direction. B-Tech One Direction? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Kind of, yeah. But... Being a young carer, dude, must have been hard, like, to do that with school as well. Yeah. It, it was, dude. I mean, it, I think for me, I wasn't in, under the impression where, I think, one, I didn't understand why, okay, why doesn't my dad want to communicate with me? Okay, why doesn't my dad want to see me? Where is my dad? <laughs> um, and even to the point of, okay, why is this happening to my mom? She helps so much people. Um, but I had to have balance mm. because I still had people that sort of looked up to me. Um, and, and with that, 
I just managed to harness it. But I met somebody along the way, uh, my manager, Mark Tollis, who I saw as a dad who really took me under his wing. Yeah, yeah. That's incredible. And to, to deal with that man, especially that she had a stroke as well. I'm so sorry to hear that. It's shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's, 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 had a, she's had a full recovery. She looks exactly like Whoopi Goldberg now. So I'm in Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> That's amazing that you managed to find someone now that is your manager that who'd like, was that like father figure for you though? That's really cool. So how did you meet him? Um, This is what once again, it's a really weird one. I was doing Marks and Spencers where I just want to say I completely hated it. Uh, I, was doing my, I was on the till point. So as you can imagine, guys, I'm getting a call at home. Hi, your mum's had a stroke. She's not going to be coming home today. My sister is at uni and I'm going to work on the till point going, Hi, hello there, sir. How's your day been? And in my head, I'm thinking, dude, I just want to cry, man. I just want to yeah. cry. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to be here. I just want to cry. So what I was often doing is, is I would scan the stuff from the tills, go around the back, cry, let it all out, get back on the till point and smile. And I remember this guy came in, no hair, piercing blue eyes, and he was just singing. And I remember I sent him, I said, um, I said, are you a, are you a singer? Person? He went, no, no, I'm a DJ compare. I said, oh, okay. I said, I'm a musician. Well, I'd like to start off, I do rap. And uh, he said, well, I can help you. Here's my flyer card. So I, I took the card off him. And I didn't call him for about five, six years, but I always kept his card, which is weird. And when I had the gig with Union J, I rang him and went, you probably don't remember him, the black guy until with the Afro. I kind of need help right now. I'm a bit nervous. I'm at a gig. There's probably 4,000 people. And I'm only used to doing open mics with five people. I need some help. And um, he gave me some encouragement. And ever since then, we built a relationship. And even now I call him my dad. He's been a father figure to me. So uh, that's fucking amazing. Stunning. Absolutely stunning. So I've worked in retail for years and I never met anyone like that. I just met <laughs> assholes. <laughs> oh, Plenty oh, of people walking around singing, but they're all drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is that. There is that. Um, but I had some weird experiences when I worked there. Uh, one time I had this like, massive bodybuilder guy come in and um, I was like 19 and I said to this guy, I said, you should try the croissants. He went, really? I said, yeah. I said, um, if you put them in the microwave, the inside gets low, like really warm and creamy. And as I'm saying this, I can see his eyes kind of listening. In. <laughs> anyway, the dude comes back in and goes, here's my number. Give me a call. Yeah. That, I, I was only trying to upsell a croissant. That's all I was doing. <laughs> Leo, man, you've got to teach me how you do it. You've got to teach me, please. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. See, but he knew sort of... you were the mould of the perfect man. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to edit my intro. Knows the perfect way to make a croissant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So with your music, when? how old were you when you started? Um, I was around the age of 13. It was my friend, Adam, uh, who called himself DJ Thriller. We, we used to just um, make music on like, Logic, Reason. Um, he's like proper like... Sons of Anarchy, like massive hooked earrings kind of guy. And where I was doing hip hop, he was doing rock and we just emerged. So around 13, I was. That's amazing. I've, I've always wondered with rappers, like, how do you discover you can do that? Is it singing along to your favourite songs? You're like, hey, I can copy this pretty damn well. Is, that, <laughs> is it just like, as we were in school, just sat at the back freestyling? I remember as a kid in my class, he used to do it all the bloody time. 
for no apparent reason. Yeah, literally, um, just about the teachers and everything. It was great. <laughs> no, it's a, it, is a, it is a pretty cool way because end of the day, like, the way I see rapping and freestyling is, is, is you're having a conversation. Um, I think my way, lads, was that I started doing poetry and then with poetry, it became rap. Um, I studied I, I studied a poet, poet called Benjamin Zephaniah. Um, oh, yes. yeah, I know of him. He's yeah. a legend, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, just started rapping from there, man. Just thought I'd give it a go. And now look at you. <laughs> Support Try me. It, man. How was the uh, How was the Union Jig anyway? It was. It was no. It was super cool time. It was really cool. The only thing I was scared of, once again, and and you're probably going to hear me saying this a lot, which shows how I was insecure at the ages. When I went to Shrewsbury, I'm again right. This is a pretty posh area. I'm a rapper, black guy from Birmingham. How are they going to perceive me? Because my music's not pop and they're probably not going to like my lyrics because it might be too aggressive. And I got there and I had the biggest, warmest welcome ever. And that's where I built my fan base. I was in complete shock and it taught me so much. It taught me so much about myself, I guess. Um, but I totally smashed it. Um, and of course I got you did. all that. Yeah, man. <laughs> of course you <laughs> did. Where were you, though, Tom? You weren't there, Tom. I, yeah, I was um, washing my beard, is what yeah. I was doing. Yeah. Uh, but I've, just, I've just left the oven on, Leo. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you off. Zara, I'll tell you what, I'll come to those shows in Birmingham. You've got coming up in the. Uh, oh. in this, yeah. Yeah, we've, I've got around 12 gigs. I'm, I'm, the most recent one I'm doing is there's a guy called Martin Yates. Um, I'm going to be hosting that one, uh, which is really cool. Um, and then the rest, I've got another one for the James Brindley Foundation in Sutton Coldfield. But I'll give you the dates if you don't mind. That'll be, that'll be cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll be there, dude. We'll be screaming, yeah. shouting, crying, yelling. <laughs> Going, I, just anything you can think of, it's done. Throwing our bras <laughs> on the stage. Yeah, roses. <laughs> oh, <bro>. Diving. <laughs> so, oh, with rap, there's obviously there's, there's tons of different styles of rap, especially these days. You've got mumble rap that I'll never understand in my life, and all sorts of different. Were you inspired by like certain rappers, or was it the genre as a whole that sort of appealed to you, or was it just what you were good at? That's a very good question. Um, that's a very good question. I think I would say, uh, was there anybody major? A lot of guys would normally go for the generic route of like Big E, Tupac. Um, but mine really wasn't that. Um, I think I was more inspired by the likes of Dizzy Rascal um, at the time. Um but I would say, no, I, I didn't have anybody that was a massive icon for me then. It's funny you say that, because when I was listening to your music earlier, my wife turned around to me and she went, reminds me of Dizzy Rascal for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's cool, man. I'm, I want, I'm going to take that. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, seriously. No, I didn't have any. That's, that's um, yeah. I didn't have the time, no, no. You're making me think now. I was going to say, I'm making you doubt yourself now. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm trying to think at the, at the time it was, the only thing I could think of then was I just liked writing, I just loved the the art of writing and creating something. This is my world, you, you know, I'm designing this world um, and no one could take that away from me. That's why even like down to films like Lords of the Rings, I'm obsessed. I can watch it multiple times. 
because it's it's um it's it's a world that doesn't exist. It's just being created. But I love piecing things. It's a bit weird, but yeah. It's it's not really. Everyone's gonna have their sort of like escapism, haven't they? So yeah, you know, where you can just get lost in it all and be like, that is so cool. I wish that was real. So I could go there and be like, wow. I mean, they filmed it in New Zealand, didn't they? So technically you could go there, but well, yeah. anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> Ignore me. Ignore I was starting to like shit on my own analogy. Um, but really, Leo, I just think that you are a true huge bundle of positivity. Uh the fact that you want to give back to the community. You know, I was listening to one of your songs um on youtube earlier um where there's loads of uh snippets at the end where people are like hi leo you know i just want to say you're awesome like i love all the music i love your music you've like saved my life but i think that that was just really really special i think that absolutely beautiful like did it is that people that just send stuff in or is that people you knew or what you know how did that come about yeah so that was for stronger that was people that stronger. i knew that yeah, yeah that, that, that supported me along um along the journey, all through the period of my mum having a stroke and they've, they've just been so loyal in terms of sharing my stuff, um, popping up and they just wanted to be a part of the EP, which I was working on. It has been delayed, but the EP will be dropping in the next two months. Um, and they, they just wanted to be a part of the journey. And I wanted to make it very, per I wanted to make the EP so intimate. So we got them on board, man. Fucking phenomenal. I mean, your all your tunes I've listened to so far are very, very interesting. <laughs> Just so powerful. Really Thank powerful. You, I've literally listened to you all day. Oh, man. <laughs> like, oh, I better do it for research. And I was like, oh, I really like that. So I put it on, I was like, oh, I really like that as well. <laughs> and that's just because I'm normally into like really heavy rock. But like just going through it. So there's always like, it's, I wouldn't call it a guilty play. I hate that word it's not really a guilty pleasure if you like it you fucking like it don't you it doesn't matter what it is like i love country music as well so it's just oh yeah anyway um oh, that's cool. That's cool. just listen to what i saw and then your collabs as well that you had you did that lullaby um cover the professor green cover with abby foster yeah oh my days, <laughs> oh, that's, my yeah. days. that's the first one yeah. i listened to that was stunning incredible does, lullaby normally gets people really going they're normally tears all over the place um i was like that yeah. <laughs> that believe it or not though, Tom, that, that that teacher, Mrs. Farrell, man, she I should have said it from the start, guys. She who Lullaby was about is the person that has made Leo Leo. Um I was bullied a lot by my head teacher. Um myself Ooh. and other pupil. Yeah, we used to the scary thing is, guys, I don't remember this happening. Um, but I was told as I've got older by pupils that I've met, they they say Leo, you do remember that you and, I can't say the person's name, you used to get pulled out of the class when we were doing maths and English. Like, really? They said, yeah. He said, the head teacher used to take you out and the other kid, and you two used to sit in a room for two hours. And I always wondered, why was I like, why was I discalculate and borderline dyslexic? I didn't know at the time why I was, I found things so difficult, but now it makes sense. Um, but what Mrs. Fowler used to do is she was heaven sent. She used to take me out of the class and say, You come here. And she used to put me in this room and she used to say, There's a pen, there's some colours, write whatever you want and draw. She used to say, Draw, just draw. And I used to just draw. I'd be writing, I'd be drawing. She allowed me to, to become creative. And she said to my mom, Your son is going to be an artist or a poet. He's very creative. And she passed away. Uh, you know, oh. saying, yeah. yeah. Jesus. Thank yeah. you, Mrs. Farrell, you absolute legend. Mrs. Farrell! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big that's, shout out. 
That's amazing yeah. that she did that for you, though. Yeah, man. She's she was cool, man. She was cool. She was so cool. So, why? Why did the head teacher take you out of the class for two hours? I don't know. The thing is, dude, I, I don't remember this happening. <laughs> so yeah, but um, but we, we persevered, man. Myself and the other guy, and he popped up about two years ago, saying, "I just want to say I'm proud of you." Um, he said because we've we've we've, we've you know we've escaped many obstacles with what we faced in primary school. I said, "I'm proud of you too, bro." Like we we have. Um, we could have definitely taken a different route, but we remembered who we were. So, and Mrs. Farrell is still within us, so we can't fail. <laughs> oh, absolutely not! And it, I just find it fascinating, absolutely amazing. And you know, you're persevering, sir. You are absolutely flying, <laughs> and that's what we love to see. And I, just, I, I feel your posit- I just feel that the the positivity is vibing off you right now. Like you haven't stopped <laughs> smiling this entire interview. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's just, there's not a lot of people like you anymore. I think the world is so, especially since COVID, like it's just been crazy, man. It's absolutely crazy. Um, I think it's like really, really screwed people a lot. Um, so we need more people like, we need more people like you, man, more people like you spreading that message, you know, getting out there and being like, Hey guys, it's actually not as bad as you think. Everything is going to be okay. Yeah, man. It is. No, that, I that's not, I appreciate that, Tom. I appreciate that, man. Not at all, man. Anytime, anytime. <laughs> so, um, you, no, go on. I was going to say, we were talking about like your songs and like your lyrics. They're very personal. You know, the, speaking about all the things you've been through, um, you know what you did about it. It's, I, I felt like I was reading your biography by listening to your songs. Oh, so, man. so, what made you just start? decide to start singing about that was it like a form of therapy for you is it just you know it was easier for you to write what you know yeah that's a i just want to say that i love both the questions you two are asking you've really got into depth so i, I really appreciate that we do like to uh, this is why we didn't <laughs> want to sit in your car dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh man the, the reason why i do appreciate going on to the question is because like you just said that the lyrics are very personal to me and when I was writing this music, I had to realise, hang on a minute, Lil, you're putting yourself in a very vulnerable position now because mm. uh, I'm telling you everything, I'm, uh, you know, and I, but I want to give you that vulnerability. Um, I just see it as when I was writing it, as I said, I, I didn't have a, a dad to talk to. Um, and I thought, if I keep it inside, inside I'm going to self-destruct. Let's get it out. Let, like, let's really get it out. You know, I want to be the guy that when you or Tom are at the bus stop and you're going, I'm having a pretty rubbish day. I'm going to put Leo on or I'm in the gym. I want to train hard. I'm going to put Leo on. How can I give a conversation and put myself in a position where you can understand and being, I've experienced the same thing. And I think that's where my vulnerability, I really wanted to get across, um, came through with, with my lyrics, I guess. Um, I just felt that the need to do it, I guess. Nice. I really admire it because, you know, let's be honest, in the society world we live in, it's like, I am man, I must not discuss my feelings. But <laughs> then you're out there and you're like, no, this is what I've been through. This is how I feel about it. I'm going to tell you. And there is fuck all wrong with that. And it's incredibly admirable. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. I wish a lot more people had the, I wish I had more courage to do it. You know, I, <laughs> I really admire it. You know what though, Jamie, I, I guess, um, Along the way, and Tom as well, I guess along the way, as I said, like when I was in my 17s to like 24s, I was in a, I was in a seven year relationship and I was cheated on twice. Uh, oh. and that, 
Yeah, dude, that <laughs> that knocked my confidence a bit. So I was like, 25, I've got a beard, scrap this, I'm the man, and I'm going to come across as, I'm going to let everything up. So I just, I don't want to have filter. I don't want to be a walking Instagram guy. Like, this is me. Like, if you don't like me, that's fine. But I like you. <laughs> <laughs> so deal with it. <laughs> dude, firstly, how can anybody cheat on you? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> because yeah, they don't deserve you, man. No, I just, I never get it. If you're not happy, you fucking say something. Bang on, bang on, man. Simple bang as that. On. Yeah. Don't don't mess with people. Just fucking tell them as it is. Yeah, it's going to suck, but only for <laughs> what? A minute? And then everyone can move on and everything will be fine. I love that. I love that. You know when Jeremy Kyle has Graham on the aftercare team? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need to be Graham, man. You need to be Graham, man. Yeah. I need a, do, you have a clip, do you have a clipboard? Yeah, I, don't. <laughs> I think I need to get a clipboard. I'll just be like, yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So you need to <laughs> the drugs. Stop the drugs. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll take you into the back room for some weird reason every time we'll take you into the back room <laughs> and then we'll have a chat in the back room okay we'll go to the, this room this room here so like, oh don't worry about that just come to the room <laughs> that one room it makes sorry yeah for what why are you apologizing we love tangents here <laughs> is you're so right like what why that one room i don't get what i don't that know part. why can't i just discuss it now for the world <laughs> <laughs> it's like the whole thing's about not come with me come on oh man <laughs> do not be frightened <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh man sorry graham if you listen to this I <laughs> yeah graham you're cool <laughs> yeah we don't we don't mean anything by it i feel like um, i need to track down graham now and try and get him on the show just hear his story <laughs> We have a special guest. It's Leo Goldenchild. <laughs> um, just a question that I want to ask, and I don't mean anything. I'm not trying to be horrendous about this. Why do artists like rappers and stuff always put their names in their songs? Um, I've always worked like DJ Khaled, like uh, Jason Derulo, and I, I don't know why, but I noticed that you did it as well. So I was just curious. I just, I actually generally really want to know why. It's, I, just I think I think it's a sense of um, we, we do remember our names. I get. I, mean, <laughs> I think I think it's just it's it's, it's hip hop culture. It's okay. just it really is hip hop culture. Like I'm here, I'm trademarking my music. That's, um, clever. That's clever. Yeah, like it's culture, I guess. I, I didn't mean to throw that at you. I, was, I didn't want it to come across in like a really like. Um, I wasn't trying to be like you know. Oh, why are you doing that? It's <laughs> I was just generally curious as why artists always do it. And it's like, you know, have you forgotten what you're called? Or <laughs> I, think, I think DJ Kelly puts it in every sentence. Oh, <laughs> I'm telling that that guy, man. Oh, oh. Yeah, DJ, I don't know why he does that. No, neither do I. I can read the ghost for it as well. And Jason Derulo is like, Jason Derulo. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> that guy, man. Jason is... I don't know, though, Tom. I've never... I'm going to stop doing it, though. No, I, don't, I no, 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 don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> don't, dude, don't stop. 
I, 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 it's fine. It's, they're your lyrics, man. You do what you want. Man. Like, if you want to put your name in, you put your goddamn name in, all right? You put your name in yourself, Leo. You don't let anyone tell you else what to do. Oh, man. It's going to be a oh, lyric in his that. next song. I used to say my name, but now Tom made me feel silly. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send for you now, Tom. I'm gonna send for you in a diss track. Oh. <laughs> just, just smash the glass, boys. Ignore that. <laughs> oh man. As you were. Anyway, <laughs> so you were saying a minute ago, actually, about the, your EP that's coming out, uh, Iron and Clay. So you've that's released right. music before on like YouTube and whatnot, but is it this is the first record you're putting out, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. What made you finally decide, you know, this is what I want to, I actually want to get a record out there now? Um, Iron and Clay, uh, I think everything I was doing prior to the build-up of Iron and Clay was um, more of an introduction. This is what I am. I can do rap. I can do hip-hop. I can do pop. And then when I got to Iron and Clay, this is when I thought, okay, I've actually experienced a lot now. I've experienced depression. I've experienced de- derealization. I've experienced losing somebody. I've experienced being a young carer. Now, let's really get this out there now. The world needs to hear this now. Um, so that's where I just kind of thought, let's take this to the next level now, totally different level, and mature Leo Golden Child as opposed to an up-and-coming. Yeah, so that. Oh, what an Like that. You practiced yeah. that answer, haven't you? Yeah, we love that. <laughs> is, that, is that why you're not on Spotify? Or are you just not on Spotify because you don't want to be on it? It's um the only song that's on Spotify currently is my feature with Black Bear Kiss. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Which is a really good song. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Black Bear Kiss, man. Yeah, yeah. I'd never heard of them. I just I was searching for you when it came up. I was like, oh, I'll give it a listen. I was like, wow. I said it's about five or six different people. Went, you need to listen to this and you will love it. And they do. So the question is, do you guys remember my verse? That's the question. No. Remember the oh! We remember the Goldberg line. Goldberg. Um, <laughs> that's that's 10 points. <laughs> yeah, Goldberg speared. Oh, fuck. Oh, is that, is that? It's like floor it or something. Yeah, it's like floor you with a spear like Goldberg or something on those lines. Yeah. I love I rem- that. I remember guys- woo, being in there a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I also do that. I know he's not cool, man. No, oh, I love it. Nice. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Again, not knocking you at all. It's, it's killing it, bro. The, the collabs, though, you've got quite a lot of collabs. Like, did people reach out to you, or do you, you know, how does that actually work? Um, did, did, did Black Bear Kiss, I actually did a gig in Tal- Shrewsbury, I think it was. And they were like, hey, your message is really positive. Like, we need a rapper on a song. Um, do you mind? And we drove to Wales and recorded it. Um, they're, they're, they're really they're, they're really really cool guys um, and then we did a show um, in like a rock event so they showed me a, a brand new world I guess um, and even my mum came along and my mum went son I don't even like rock but now I like rock yeah you yeah. do he's <laughs> <laughs> so, cool man yeah so cool taking mum to a show as well incredible uh, she's, she's my she's my best friend now she's she really is my best friend. Uh, I love her. She knows Count Like. She's, yeah, she's, she's, uh, she's my world, man. She's my she, world. She sounds like an absolute legend. You, you want to try, you want, you want to try a southern fried chicken, bro? It's crazy, man. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm absolutely in. <laughs> Send me the deets, I'm there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so- 
Go on. No, I was just going to say, with your music, do you do the music as well, or do you just do the, the singing? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so I would, I would, uh, I would songwrite for the song, and then I would, add, I would do the, the verse and the singing. In terms of the instrumental itself, isn't my side of things. Um, I normally have people that kind of send beats or I find them, I guess. Oh, okay. So someone yeah. will send you a beat and go, want to use this? I'd literally just pass in a beat, I'll destroy it. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah, just slaying man. it. <laughs> um, how fun are music videos to make or are you not a fan? Um, that's a shout. It's, it, for instance, Lullaby was good because we could be creative and I would get into the frame of mind of whoever I'm talking about. So like the little kid, you could see him getting bullied and pushed around. Yeah. That's what happened to me. Um, I do love every minute of, of the videos, but I prefer performing because that's where it's personal. That's where I see Tom and I see Jamie and I go, how can I connect with Tom? But how can I make Jamie dance? But how can I make Tom follow me on Instagram? But, and it goes from there. So it's kind of like a test, I guess. Okay. Me becoming your friend on stage. I like that's that. Amazing. That's really cool. Yeah, that's a genius <laughs> idea. Because <laughs> a lot of musicians, you know, they just go out there, they just see a sea of white faces, they do their thing, and then they fuck off again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you make that, it relatable. Yeah. It's, be- yeah, it's beautiful. No, it's, you know. Do you you interact with the crowd when you're performing? Yeah. Normally what I would tend to do is, um, I normally go on, the DJ would play them song, and I'd say, DJ, can we we cut that? And we stop it. And I'll just, I'll introduce myself. I tend to look around and then maybe, you know, if you guys would, I'd be like, hey, the cool guy with the glasses, the cool guy with the beanie hat. I like to make it personal. You know, this is my socials. Please follow me. And I always say, if you don't like my music, follow me for my quotes or follow me just to hear me. You know, I make it very personal. Uh, I'm quite happy going to a gig and not even performing if you don't want me to. But I'm going to communicate with you, you know, so it's, 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 it's going to happen. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, I'm just sorry. <laughs> I'm just in awe of you. <laughs> That's all. I'm not normally yeah. speechless a lot of the time, but I just... Yeah. Yeah, they're just like I said before. There needs to be more Leos out there. Oh, I appreciate. It really it. does. I appreciate that, man. He saw it when I talk too much as well. So tell me to shut up whenever. I mean, uh, we record a show with this, so people hear us talk a lot. <laughs> it's all about you, man. This is all about you. Go for it. Go nuts. I was gonna say it's kind of like when I see you know homeless people and they ask for money on the side of the road or where you're walking, and before I give it to them, I always say, "Can you tell me your story?" And my friends will tell you I'm an advocate for that. I say, can you tell me a story? Tell me a bit about you. How did this, how did this happen? And obviously I give them some money as well. But I like to know about them. Tell me about you. I want to know about you. Um, and it's how I am now is how I am on stage. Literally. Oh, I just, you know when you think you're falling in love? <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm, I like to be a very happy-go-lucky, positive kind of guy. Like people at work are just like, even when I'm tired, I'm still nuts. I'll dance, yeah. I'll sing. Like you know, when I'm at work all the time, I just go crazy. Just I love life. And yeah. you know, yeah. it's like I think um, I think Michael Jackson came on one of our playlists while I was working. Uh, I think it was Black or White. I literally, you know, he does the kick out and then grabs his crutch, and goes. Hee-hee. Yeah. I, just, I just did that. 
And everyone yeah. was going, oh my God, this is him tired. Like what the hell is going on? <laughs> we need we need that though, bro, man. We Absolutely. Because guys, let's be real, like even with what's going on, even mental health, but for guys as well, there's, there's so much stuff happening. I've, I've been seen for the longest in the papers, you know, this professional football has died or this person. And I'm like, I bet I always say, I bet it's mental health. And I look at it's mental health and I'm like, it, it actually kills me to see, man. Like it really does. It really does. Yeah. Um, so if I can make every day about someone else, as you are doing, all we're going to be doing is creating ripple effects. And there's going to be like minds that are going to do the same thing. So, yeah. You're right. It's like I was saying earlier, you know, there is that stigma in society that I am man. I, you know, you, you're, you're weak if you talk about how you feel. Bollocks, are you? But there is that stigma. And especially like you're saying with footballers and stuff like that, where they have to be all, you know, I'm me, look at support me, admire to be me. You know, yeah. they, they struggle to be themselves because of judgment. And yeah, it's, it's shit. And it shouldn't be like that now. Nah, nah. And that's why they're afraid to come out as well. When, you know, when you got gay, you don't hear a lot about gay footballers because they're too scared to come out because, you know, yeah. it's meant to be, this is man sport, man yeah. sport, we kick ball in net. Yes, go. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, man. That's true. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. And I mean, I, I found it quite fitting because obviously I know this episode's going to be out in a couple of weeks, but it's Mental Health Awareness Week this week. Yeah. And I found it so fitting that we have you here. <laughs> you're like a major advocate for it. And, you know, again, the power in your, the messages in your songs, the fact that you're a life coach, the fact that you, you'll go out there, even just in general, and you go out there, like you said about the homeless people, you know, you go like, tell me a story I want to know about you. I bet that yeah. makes their, I bet that makes their life yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. one person took the time out to actually ask about me. Like, you know, I'm just someone that sits on most people walk past and go, oh my God, why? Why are they here? <laughs> like why are they just sat here? Look at them, why there's so many homeless here? But not you, man. You go like, I'll give you some dollar, but first, let's have a little conversation. <laughs> you know what? You know what, lads? I even had um part of my plan was uh, two years ago, I said I wanted to create a group, just a group, whether it's guys and girls, where once every two months or once every month, we go out, we put our body armor on, whatever we need to put, and we just literally walk in communities just to talk. And everyone was like, but why? And I had one person actually say, that makes no point. That makes no sense. And I said, why? They said, well, how are you going to earn? I said, that's the whole point. I don't want to earn from it. I just want a group of cool guys that are willing to have hot chocolate and a cheeseburger, walk around and just go, can I speak? And if no one wants to speak, they, they don't want to, but our presence is there. People can see there's someone I can talk to. I uh, love that. That's a beautiful idea. It's, it's, you know, it's something I'm working on. So I love that. You, you know earlier when I said you can't fall in love anymore? I'll stop now. I'll stop now. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. No, don't keep it coming. Don't yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just talking to you I, when it comes to your music I get the feeling you're one of these people that has a notebook with like five million things written down for songs is that is is that the case you are right I to knew it I just, I just had it I just had this feeling talking to you to a T to a T Jamie to a T I see voice intuition notes, voice notes on the phone on the, <laughs> the notes thing voice oh, notes notepad. It, it, it hurts my head because I can't Actually, I need a bigger team around me to action some things. So, 
Yeah. <laughs> hey, do you ever have that moment where, like, if you're showering, like, somewhere where you've got nothing with you and you're in the shower, like, it's oh. like and then something comes out, you're like, oh, crap. Um, <laughs> uh, where's the phone? Quick, 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 quick. <laughs> don't forget. So you start seeing it to yourself again over and over again so you don't forget yeah. you're trying to fight. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, he's, your accuracy then, Tom, is so accurate. <laughs> that is so, it's, it's so accurate. That's what happens to me all the time. It's sort of moments like, you know, on the toilet or something, like, oh! <laughs> Where you have to get up and don't wipe just to write it down. It's <laughs> 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 exactly the same. Oh, God. Oh, phenomenal. <sighs> right. I wanted to discuss your, like, your youth work and your motivational speaking stuff you do. What made you want to work with kids, especially like troubled kids and whatnot? What made you want to do that? Yeah, um, weirdly enough, and this is weird again, I've got a top on which you can see. Uh, I run a, bo- a boxing class called Babacar Boxing Association. Um, I was, I'll, I'll try and put it in, in very quickly. I, I was in the gym and uh, there was, and I needed help adjusting one of the seats, or, or it might have been, yeah, I'm sure it was adjusting one of the seats. And the only person around me was there was this young lad who was next to me. Um, and I kind of just felt the need to ask him for help. So anyway, I got him over. We were talking and he went, um, you know, how did how long have you been training for? We got speaking and then I was asking him. And he, I remember him saying, oh, I'm 14. I was like, how are you in the doing? You're 14. And he said, my brother's membership. I was like, okay, cool. Anyway, we got speaking for about 20 minutes. I was showing him some of the gym stuff and what to do. And I felt the need to tell him that I'll help him with his music. So I turned around and I said, look, I know I don't know if you're mad at the need. You seem a cool kid. You need. You seem like you need a bit of help in terms of your music. I am willing to pay for your management for three months, free of charge, your videos, recording, photo shoots. And he was like, what? Is this even real? What? Like, it, it, the kid was going so crazy. And I said to him, just promise me that you're going to keep sticking to school, not bunking school, and I'll make this happen. So, guys, we built a rapport. I was speaking to him all the time. He's a pretty cool kid. He was a... He was from Africa originally, moved to France, moved to Sutton, got bullied a few times. Um, this is what he was telling me from his history. Um, last year, because he was in and out of care, social services, he was moved to Coventry. Um, we had a conversation and he said he's not enjoying it, he's being bullied. And then the next call I got was to say that he was stabbed 18 times in his torso and passed away. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, in, in, a, in a nutshell. Um, and I'll be honest with you, Jamie and Tom, I, I, I mourned for about a week, uh, two days. I just cried in my room. I was just confused because somebody that was with me in the car talking, eating cheeseburgers and a McFlurry is now 10 foot under in a different country because he had to go back to Africa and he's not here. Um, and it scarred me. But then I realised, what did Baba like? He likes boxing. So I created Baba Car Boxing Association um, and I'll... Uh, with that, I got into youth work and it's, it's going really well. Um, so Baba left a, a mark on my life where I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm more or less living for him, I guess. So that was my main reason for youth work. Fuck hell. Sorry, that's, that's not that. where I expected that story no, to go. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's, yeah. It's so, but like I always think about to myself, like if Baba was in this podcast, in this interview, sorry, right now, he'd be the type that would be bantering and having fun and, you know, I really want to get that side across of him because he was a cheeky chap and that's what he was about. Um, and I think the 
the main thing that got me, guys, was I'm not too sure if it's still on the BBC. The BBC did a documentary on um, a CSI documentary where they d- talk about a murder in an investigation. And I'm watching this documentary and I remember seeing the guy talking. I remember seeing the jacket and I remember thinking, hey, that was like Baba's jacket. Nah, it can't be his. And as they're talking, they're un- unraveling. I remember seeing a pair of trainers, what they were going through. And I went, that is bad. And I just went. Um, and the documentary was about Baba. And while they were doing the documentary, they were going, the, the investigator had said, we want to see if this guy was gang related. So they accessed his phone and his laptop. Somehow they cracked the code. And the guy said, um, it's, it's a really upsetting one, this is, because whoever this kid was, in his search history, all we can see is best credit card for a 14-year-old, 10 best ways to start a business, uh, 10 best ways to send cars to Africa when over 18. And the guy had actually said, whoever this kid was, had his head screwed on, he knew where he was going. And that was Baba. So, oh, I know, I'm just blown away, man. That incredible that you've started a boxing thing in his name. Absolutely amazing. But it's always the good ones, isn't it? It's always, I mean, I know a lot of people say, but like the good ones die young all the time. And it's just, it shouldn't, it shouldn't happen. Why is there so much knife crime in Britain? I just don't get it. I don't know. Um, Coventry is, is, is an area where I work a lot and it's, it's, it's rife for knife crime at the moment. Um, working with one young person, I was handed in an eight inch knife. Um, three months ago and this is yeah this is from a guy that's just basically said I want to change my life and I want to work I I, want to come away from this and that's part of my work where I get these kids that I engage with to the point where they go actually carrying a knife's not cool like it's not cool I need to do something better so the good thing is it lowers the risk factor in that individual it shows that they're willing to be vulnerable but the bad thing is there's kids carrying knives out there that are willing to use them. I just never understand how it's become such a huge thing now. Like, where the hell did it come from? Like, how did it even start? Is, is it like born out of London gangs or anything like that? It's just, it, it's just mind-blowing more yeah. than anything else. And it just shouldn't be a thing. Hang on. Just uh, can't explain it. Can't explain a it. Lot, a lot of the, what, what, what I think is scary though, Tom and Jamie, is the fact that I've got kids that are from... One of the lads is from a very, very good upbringing, very posh upbringing, uh, wealthy family, um, lives in a nice area, um, carries it because he has a just a desire to. He, it's, it's almost a fascination. And I have someone on the higher spectrum, which is from a deprived area, um, same thing as well, just the form of protection. Um, so, so, yeah. Uh, you scary are. to think about. Yeah. You are yeah. a true inspiration, sir. A true yeah. inspiration. And I'm Thank so you. sorry that, you know, <laughs> that Bab is not here anymore. Oh, that's I, my bro, man. That's my bro. <laughs> we'll dedicate the, we'll dedicate this to him. Oh, so thank you, man. When we bring it out, yeah, no worries at all. Just, uh, yeah, shocking. Yeah. So, he lives on. He lives on, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Feel, every day I can feel he's, he's proud. He's, uh, and as I said, this is in his name and, it's so inspiring, guys, to see all the young people on the bags. There's about a good 20 of them, and they've got his name on the top, and I'm thinking, yes, yes, That's come amazing. on. Would love it. Yeah. So, obviously, you said you do the boxing club, but you do all sorts of things. I, I wanted to ask about the school tours, especially. Like, How did that come about, and what sort of thing do you discuss with the kids? Oh, the, the, the school tour is uh, myself and Mark side that... Um, 
the journey I go in as this guy who supported X Factor finalists. Um, so they're like, oh my God, oh my God, this is a support act. He supported X Factor. But then what I do is I perform for about one song. I cut the music and I say, right, let me talk to you about Howard, not Leo, Howard. Let me talk to you about my journey as a young carer and about being bullied. And they're like, oh my God, who is this guy? And literally the whole conversation is me as a young carer growing up and, and becoming proud of myself and who I, who I am, I guess. Um, that, that's what the whole school tour is. We touch upon racism because I used to get a lot of racism. Believe it or not, it, this is where it gets really strange. I got racism from my own race as opposed to the opposite race. <laughs> I can see Jamie's face like, what? Huh? <laughs> hey? So, in, within certain cultures, we, there is a, a, a segregation wherein, whereby I should say the darker you are is perceived as the uglier you are and the lighter skin tone you are is perceived as um, is more beautiful. So back in the slavery days, um, if I was a slave to somebody, um, it would mean that because my complexion is dark, I would be given the harder chores, so cutting down trees, lifting bricks, whereas the lighter skins you were, you were given the privilege of washing dishes, um, mopping the floor, all those privileges. And unfortunately, that stigma is still around, but within our own culture, but it's not ever shed to light. I did not know that. Also, can you call that a privilege? Been, you know, doing like no. <laughs> How does that relate today? Um, it's it's we the growing up, a lot of these the younger generation had this thing called Team Lighty, which is Team Light Skin, Team Dark Skin, and a lot of a lot of musicians, weirdly enough, say it as well. Um, that's why you get a lot of rappers that say, uh, I don't know, got my light skin girl. Yeah, and, and what's happened is, is a lot of the girls are saying, hang on, why is there, you know, why is dark skinned girls never brought to light? Well, what about us? Like culturally, what about us? So there's almost this hidden clash of yeah. races, but it's, it's another, I know it sounds weird Tom and Jamie saying, but it's like another world, it really is. Um, so yeah, there was actually, if, if you type in on YouTube, there's a documentary of this, a little girl, um, and the lady puts a doll on the table, uh, a dark-skinned doll and a light-skinned doll. The lady says, which one's the cutest? And she picks up the light-skinned one and she says, this one. The woman says, why? Because she's light-skinned. And the other lady says, which one is more prone to getting into trouble? Which one's naughty? She picks up the dark-skinned one. So it's, it's, it, it is interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. I feel like I've said that. But, I mean, it, again, going back to the whole racism thing, is... I don't get why it's a thing anymore. I don't understand. It's 2021, right? And all I see is people. Yeah. That, that's all I see. I don't see white. Yeah. I don't see black. I just see people. Yeah. Bang on. Bang on. Uh, and with everything that happened in America last year, um, we won't go into that. We'll just, we'll leave that yeah. there, but we know what to do, all right? It's just... Mine, I, I, yeah, again, I can't explain it. I just don't understand why it's still a thing and why America haven't caught up to now, why I'm still living in 19 fucking 20, whatever the, you know, whatever the hell they're doing. Like, it just is just, yeah. And it needs you know to what, 
You know, you know what though, Tom. Um, you've just reminded me of something that happened last week. Um, once again, we need to thank other people like me and you guys because we can talk and be like, it's not actually cool. If someone's an idiot, you're just an idiot, not a white idiot or a black idiot. But I was in a primary school. Uh, I can't say the name, obviously. Yeah. And I was approached by a teacher to speak with another pupil because of the N word being used. And this kid is oh. super cool. Like, yeah, this this kid is super cool though. He's such a nice kid. And when I asked him, he more or less just said, um, I've heard it used in a song. So a lot of it's education. Um, and it's the reason why I used it. And you could see he was sincere in his eyes. So I didn't shout. I just kind of told him. And he was cool. He looks like Justin Bieber. He's a nice kid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and the other, the other kid, believe it or not, was like, can I say something? And he said, well... I think it's really bad what happens with, and he said in America, which you touched upon, and he said, but I still think that they have more privileges than us. And this dude is nine years old. Wow. And I was like, wow. <laughs> so, yeah. But the teacher was pretty cool. He kind of explained about what happened in America. And the guy, the kid then went, oh my God, that's so awful. Why would they do that? Why yeah. would they? So it's, it is education, I guess, as well. Absolutely. Is it is it primary schools you deal with, or is it primary, senior, all sorts? Or uh, primary and senior. The primary seniors is uh, where more the knife crime and gun crime is. Um, whereas seniors is more of um, giving them a schooling, I guess, on life skills, um, which is which is pretty cool. It's really rewarding. I can imagine to that. How is it received by the kids though? Because let's be honest, not all kids these days want to talk about these sort of things. You know, they like to act all harder than mates and like, I ain't talking about my feelings or gay, you know, you're not kids yeah. like. So how is it perceived by <laughs> the kids? Um pretty easy, I guess, because I, I kind of scoot down to their level. Um the school I work in is a very, very, very forward. Like, dude, if you walk in and you're top. They don't like the look at your top. They'll say, your top is disgusting. Get out. And they're not laughing. They'll say, uh, get out. We don't like the look at your top. Um, so you kind of have to match them on their level. I'll be like, I'll give it back. So I'm like, I don't like your haircut. And they'll be like, oh, my God. I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> um, well, I just kind of scoot down to their level. And um, once again, allowing that vulnerability. And it works mm. on both sides. So. I like that. Kids are, you know, I've got kids. They're funny ones to work out, especially teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. But fair play, you seem to crack the code. So. Yeah, that's so, right, man. When I was looking at the projects and stuff you've done in youth work, the one that stood out to me is a project you did in Coventry teaching kids about music. I thought it was amazing. So, wow. what sort of things did you do? You literally just taught them how to like write, record, that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, we've got a project called the Map Project. Um, and with the map project, we, we go into schools all throughout Warwickshire and we use music as a source to delve into life skills. So we'll teach them how to sound engineer, rap, sing. But then we talk about county lines. County lines is an area where people go, what's that? Um, we talk about county lines. We talk about being a drug dealer, being the person buying the drugs. And we have to literally strip it down. So... A lot of the time, we had one kid who kept going, yeah, but can I still buy a nice car? And we have to be real, and we will say, like, do you want a house? Yeah, I do. But 
if I sell drugs, can I get a house? And I'm like, dude, it doesn't work like that. No, you can't just, with these, the, the kids we work with, when we say to them, don't do drugs, that goes in and out, you literally have to strip it down. You will not be able to do this. You will end up in jail. Your jail time will be five to 10 years. You won't see your parents. Um, so with the MAP project, we kind of bring the streets into the school in a positive way. Beautiful. It's a great tagline. I like that. It is a great tagline, but I think if you, if you tell kids, like, you can't do this, they go, actually, yes, I can. Yeah. 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 Uh, that is stunning. I, the, all the work you do, man. Like I said at the start, and I'll say it again, true inspiration. Yeah. Really. Thank you, more Thank you, man. But, uh, we need more Tom's and Jamie's as well. Come on. Oh, oh damn. You are too kind, sir. This is all about you. Yeah. <laughs> But thank you, seriously, thank you. I mean, so we really appreciate that. Um, so I've noticed that you do, and let me pronounce this correctly, Vliogs. 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 Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> what I really found funny was, you, I think it was the second one, you were filming in your car, and you went, I'm doing a second take because my head's not in it, while your head wasn't in it. <laughs> Man. It was just a chest, and I was like, "I mean, that's awesome." But like, <laughs> need to see you. <laughs> you know what, though, Tom? You know what, Tom? I, I think I get annoyed when guys, like or girls, I should say, as well, do takes, and it's like, okay, my second take, my third take, my fourth. I think with me, I'm just like, I'm doing it in real time. Like, if my head's in it, or it's just my nipple, then it's my nipple. You have to deal with it. Like, so basically, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But, this is real time, man. No, it's fine. I, I, I just find it funny. I, I'm not, again, not trying to knock it, but the one I, obviously the one I watched is when you went to see your dad for the yeah. first time in like over 10 years, whatever it was. I know you explained it on the thing. I don't know how much you want to talk about it. We don't have to go into too much detail. I just want to know how what that was like for you. Yeah. Um, that was a cool one, man. Um, I guess I just felt the push. Something kept... I had this feeling of go and see him, go and see him. Um, and I remember taking the drive. I told my mum, my mum was cool. My sister was like, so anyway, I decided yeah. to do anything I needed to do. And I remember, as I said, walking through the, the door and um, it felt weird. And one of the reasons it felt weird is because I said dad for the first time in over 10 years. And I'm like, hey, do I say his real name or dad? And I said, dad. He's like, who's that? So I said, dad, it's me. And as I'm saying it, I can see him and he's going like this. His hands are going, I'm thinking, why is his hands in the air? Like, what's going on? And then he tapped me and I went, it's me. And he went, oh, and we got speaking. And weirdly enough, that day, a week before that, he found out that he's actually going, he's going blind. I'm not sure if it was in both eyes, but he's gone partially blind. So that day, he was the last time he saw me invisible. I know it sounds weird, like talking about a camera, but he saw me in colour, I guess. Yeah. So it was weird that I decided to go there. Yeah. But it's been rewarding. We, we, we haven't so much as built um, a strong relationship. That would be a lie in me saying. However, the, the missing gap has now been filled. Um, so when I potentially have children, I can say I don't have much stories about granddad, 
but he was he looked like this. <laughs> and I'm happy with that. That's awesome. That's, man. that's awesome that you got that closure from that though. Yeah. Yeah. I love Definitely. that. I think life's too short. Life's too short to like hold grudges. I you know, shit happens and you know, but because I didn't my dad my parents broke up when I was eleven and then my dad remarried and I didn't see him for like he basically just disappeared for like 10 years. But yeah. I think I spoke to, I think I saw him like once a year and we must talked on the phone about three times. Wow. Okay. Um, so it's one of those things, it's really weird. It's like when I talk to him now, it's just a bit like, yeah, dad, yeah, you, yeah, fine. <laughs> I'll work. Yeah. yeah, fine. You, yeah, all right. You see the rugby Back. earlier? Yeah. Okay, cool. See ya. It's just, there's no real like father-son connection. It's really weird. Yeah. But, I can imagine. Yeah, it's just one of those things, I suppose. Yeah, man. I guess we're lucky that, that we, we can't, they're still here, they're in the flesh and we can still speak to them. Um, which is cool. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's yeah. one of those things that, I, I remember watching the movie Click with Adam Sandler and there's a scene in it towards, spoiler, and Click's about for years, people have seen it by now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but basically because he fast forwards through the t- parts of his life, he doesn't want to like, deal with or bother with. And that's obviously, it then remembers that and does it every single time. So there's points where like he doesn't really have a relationship with his dad and then right at the end he's like oh my god you know because obviously he's old decrepit and like obviously eventually passes away it's like i don't want to get to that stage of life where i never made that connect like i didn't reach out and be like yeah things happened you know it's years ago now it's all one bridge i want to reach out and i still want to be a part of your life it might yeah. not be in the form of like we're the bestest friends where you know we're like connects or whatever but at least i still have a part to play and i still get to talk to you and see you you know, I don't want to sit here and be like, yeah, whatever, screw that guy, I'm not interested. It gets so far yeah. in and go, I really wish I'd done something about it before. Yeah. No, no, I, I love that. You've, you've gone beyond the point of having pride also as a man. But in actual fact, I'm going to call you. I'm going to speak with you. Um, so I, I honour that. I really do. Yeah, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. That's, that's cool, man. So- He's such a nice guy. Such a nice guy. He's adorable, isn't he? Oh, stop it, you two. Leo, have you seen you? You have seen you, right? <laughs> and you, Jamie. Oh, thank you. I'll start to feel left out then. No, joking. <laughs> so before we start wrapping up, I did want to talk about your social media because as you said about the quotes, it's a haven of positive thinking. You know, positive quotes. Where does all this positivity come from, do you think? Especially after everything you've been through. Is it an influence you had growing up? Is it just, you know, the way you interpret this crazy world? Um, most definitely my mum. Absolute, just just the boss. Um, through and through, my mum. She has just um, created a man with integrity. Um, she's, she's, she's created a, somebody that is, is compassionate, cares about people in the world. Um, and Mark also has, has been the person that's allowed me to become a man. Um, but it's got to be my mom. Through and through, it has to be my mom. Without a shadow of a doubt, she's, she's just awesome, man. She's just so awesome. She's, she's protected. Um, and, and, and also, I'm very spiritual as well. Um, I probably haven't touched upon that. Um, I'm actually Christian. Um, as, of, as of three, two years, two, three years, um, so that plays a massive part 
I don't really say it out loud, but that plays a massive part in my life as well. In terms of not running around town preaching the gospel and ramming the Bible down your neck, but in terms of, hey, I kind of love the world. I do love the world. You're an incredible person, and I want to show a change of character. Because what we forget is that people can't see my heart. Jamie and Tom can't see my heart, but what they can see is my behaviour. And that's what I like to get across, um, whether it's through music or through acting or or whatever it might be. So that's all I do, dude. So read my mum, always. <laughs> I just want to say, because obviously about your spirituality, we have sworn a lot, and I do apologise massively. <laughs> there is a, no offence, Court, that I was meant at all in anything that we've said, so do apologise. Yeah. So. No, 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 no dude, that's, that, that's one thing, like, like, believe me when I say, like, my music, I probably said one S word. Like, I think, you know, you know I'll be, be lying if I said I didn't have, you know, a glass of wine. It's not really about discipline. This, all it is for me is nothing will ever, nothing changes. I will not see anybody as anything better. Or I respect everybody. Um, and that's how it will always be. Um, I'm just, yeah, I'm like a cuddly bear. That, <laughs> yeah, that's it, man. Definitely a cuddly bear with them big hugs, big hugs, big hugs. Trust <laughs> me. So you did touch on there, something I did mean to ask about was acting. Because I remember seeing a poster you were saying like you wanted to do more acting and whatnot. How what sort of acting is it you want to do? Is it have you had any like jobs available that you're trying to get hold of or anything? Yeah, I was I was recently uh, doing a workshop with a lady called Nicola Burley. Um she was in a film called Donkey Punch and recently in a Netflix series. I'm not too sure what the Netflix series was called. Um, but other than that, I've been doing short films to do with like county lines. That was pretty cool. I had to play like a drug dealer. So I'm like a bit of a geezer. Like, yo, take this, sell it. And I'm like, I can't do it. I was like, I can't do it. Man. I, can't <laughs> I was going to say, how does the most happiest, positive man in the world be a drug dealer? <laughs> I just, I think for the whole of the scene, I just imagine somebody farting in the car and the windows are off and I can't say anything. So as you can imagine, I was like this. <laughs> like, it was, yeah, it was cool though, man. But acting is is another field that I'm going to be exploring very soon. Oh, very soon. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. Amazing. Look forward to that. Yeah. So it does that positivity again it's not like oh yeah I quite like to do it it's no I'm doing it and I'm doing it soon whether you fucking yeah. like it or not it's happening <laughs> alright <laughs> I love it I'm forever I'm forever inspired by like just yeah actors like even I'm inspired by KSI as well for some reason I think he's very much out there um, so yeah man I want to give it a go yeah fair play so uh, obviously we, we discussed the EP and the tour that you, you're doing soon, but have you got anything else planned, whether it be music, youth work or anything? What, what's coming up for you now? Um, more, as I said, the, the EP, weirdly enough, two days ago, I felt, again, the, the feeling of, Leo, you should do a launch party where it's not just music, but it's speaking and music and just a good, just a very good day where people just come, not for the meet, but for Leo. Um, and to meet cool like minds. So that is what I'm going to say. I'm going to hold myself accountable today. I'm going to say a bomb that I'm going to do an EP launch party oh, very nice. soon. 
incredible. And if it's in the low Birmingham area, we will be there. <laughs> I expect it. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yes, man. Amazing. Tom, have you got any more questions before we wrap things up? Yes. Um, you've been asked to be part of Celeb FC. Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> how did that happen? Uh, what is that? Is it, I'm, I'm assuming it's just a celebrity football match that you're taking part in, I assume. Yeah, Celeb FC by founder Karen. She is awesome. Um, what they do is they we work with young, with charities yeah to small charities to we literally do a massive game raise money for small charities and it's just a day full of, of fun awareness raising money but it's so cool and um, there's some really good names in the team so yeah I'll be I'll be I'll be doing that event there with Serb FC yeah. um one of the other games when we had what we actually walked out the tunnel with with like autistic children and their minds were like this is a game. There was a, a lad who was, I think he, he had he had learning difficulties. He was in the opposite team and we let him have a penalty and it's in a massive professional pitch and he scored a goal and you want to see his face. He was like, my God, I scored. We let him, but he scored. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, but still, yeah, that'll yeah. be with him for the rest of his life. Yeah. I, incre- yeah. I love videos like that. There's videos on like Facebook and stuff of the... Kids with learning disabilities that, like in basketball teams and American football teams that score touchdowns and you know score three pointers and stuff, it's just amazing to see how happy they are. Uh, Like, oh, I I love moments like that. Nah, that's 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 it, man. That's about man. Beautiful, incredible. Right before we let you go, because we have been taking up quite a bit of your time, we like to play a little game with our guests. (laughs) <laughs> okay. we, we call it the quick fire round we literally ask you five questions and you answer them as quickly as you can oh man it's okay. as simple as, as that as long as it's nothing to do with anal beads or onions and stuff <laughs> no, like that be all right. well, that's my first fucking question gone <laughs> <laughs> right first question how do you take your tea or coffee black just no sugar no sugar. No sugar. Who would play you in the movie of your life? Denzel Washington. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> every, every single black guest we've had on this show <laughs> has said Denzel. <laughs> every single one. He's a, he's a legend, man. I've now decided we need to get a black woman on the show and see if <laughs> she's a Denzel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Your favourite pizza topping? Oh, pepperoni. Pepperoni. Your first ever job? Marks and Spencer's. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And last but not least, if you could give a piece of advice to your younger self, what would it be? Uh, Believe in yourself. Nice. Beautiful. Love that. Leo, mate. This has been spectacular <laughs> on so many levels. You are a true gent. You're a pioneer. You're a bundle of positivity. And I worship at your feet, sir. No, man. No, man. I want to say yeah. you two have been awesome. You've been patient. And I believe that this is going to be a start of a very good friendship as well. So I want to say I'm I'd like to fan. think so. Yeah, man. Definitely. No, Absolutely. this has been amazing. Before we do get out of here, have you got any plugs, any social medias you want people to check out to check out your music and whatever else you want to push? 
Yeah, my Instagram will be pretty cool. Uh, Leo Golden Child official. I'd really appreciate that. Um, and Mo, um, other than that, it's, that's it. Just, just shouts out to Karen. Shouts out to D um, from Big Brother. She's awesome as well. She's doing a lot of stuff for charities. Um, thank you very much for her support and Mark, my manager, and just everybody to follow you too. Really, that, that's it. Really, I guess. Oh, mate, kind. This has been yeah. absolutely wonderful. Yeah, mate. Really, really enjoyed this. Have the best <laughs> evening, man. We really appreciate your time. You take care of yourself, dude. And you too, man. Take it easy. Salute. See you later, bro. See you later. Big hugs. Big hugs. <laughs> Big hugs. <laughs> Hi, I'm Noel McNeil. And once upon a time, I was a bear in a big blue house. And now I'm listening to The Chronicles of Podcast.